Greetings, listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm Bob Mitch, and I'm here with my good friend Ewan Anderson. Hello. And we're going to be talking WonderCon. This is our special pre-WonderCon podcast, so welcome, welcome. Um, Now, Ewan, uh, you were at WonderCon last year. Yes, indeed. And as was I. And I have to admit, that was my first one. I've never been to it um, when it was up in San Francisco. No, me neither. Me neither. And uh, I think... Yeah, I was just excited to take uh, the opportunity with it being in Anaheim to go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting con, I gotta say. Like it, it was kind of it's uh, it's nice because it's like a miniature Comic Con, or I mm-hmm. guess like Comic Con five years ago. I um, yeah, but okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, I wasn't at Comic Con five years ago. So feel free to disagree. No, no, no. I I, I agree. I you know it's funny. Before I ever went, uh, uh, my friend Kelly had said that it reminded him of Comic-Con 10 years ago. Ah. And I would loosely go with that. I mean, based on my experience last year at Anaheim. Now, I don't know what what the difference of the experience is like when it was up in San Francisco. Uh, I know the people who did go uh, seemed to say it was better than, than Anaheim. But then again, Anaheim, they had all those troubles like of the new venue and... Uh, wasn't there a cheerleader convention going there, on or something? <laughs> there was. It was one of those very bizarre mixes of uh, of convention guests where uh, it was a lot like that Gallifrey yeah. where there was like a sor- uh, sorority right. meetup right. was there. Mm-hmm. And both groups of guests had no idea what the other one was doing. <laughs> Which makes for uh, hilarity, I always yeah, have to say. Yeah, last yeah. year at WonderCon with all the uh, the cheerleaders, everybody's like, oh, a bunch of heroes cosplay. <laughs> right, yeah, heroes cosplay. Was there- you guys are sparkle motion, that's amazing. <laughs> and I thought there was another like convention too, there was like a, tr- like a trio of conventions descending at the same time. I feel like time. it was something equally bizarre, like yeah. gymnastics. Yeah, something like that, <laughs> or, or a teacher convention. Yeah, it was just yeah. kind so like, whoop, not that hall. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that that got kind of uh, interesting. I'd been there before for Wizard uh, in 2010, and right. that was a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I was there as well. Okay. Or maybe I was there in 2011? I was definitely there for a Wizard Con. Okay. I don't think we knew each other then. Though. No, not really. But anyway, well, regardless of what year it was, I, I had a good time. It was just that I remember the layout's a little different than I'm used to. And the Wizard Cons are more about, like, here's a selection of people who want to take your money. There you go. Give you an autograph. Yes. Rather exactly. than, like, hey, here's a bunch of awesome stuff that's happening. Right. Uh, uh, bigger dealer's floor. Yeah. With WonderCon. Um, and I like the layout with the uh, the registration being on the lower level. Yeah, that was mm. nice. Registration's super smooth and super easy. Yes. I think like I think I even like bought my my weekend ticket while I was there. Like mm-hmm. I don't think I even bought it in advance. Which this year, 
this year they're all uh, sold out of weekend passes and i think today they just sold out of saturday passes interesting yeah hmm. but they're still offering the day passes for friday and sunday yes hmm. okay. i so Yes, I remember at Wizard, I, I bought my ticket on the day, and you're right, last year at WonderCon, I bought my ticket also on the day, I didn't pre-order it or anything, and uh, I got in as a pro this year, and uh, that was super smooth, not unlike Comic-Con, <laughs> which is insane, and and even to a degree Gallifrey, which is mind-boggling that that's going down the same path. A slight tangent, but um, I mean, it seems like all the, the, the conventions are starting to go this way. Is yeah. It um, just people getting more into like are conventions in general, just getting mm. more popular. Is it like the convention lifestyle that people are getting into? Is it cosplay? Like, what, what do you, what do you think is driving this? Well, funny you should mention that. Um, <laughs> I was just talking to Malachi who was just here a minute ago uh, about this very topic. And I think we kind of came to the conclusion. You're looking at a convergence of a number of factors in society. Uh, first, of course, is the rise of the superhero film that mm -hmm. has helped to mainstreamize and popularize uh, the world of geekdom. Uh, you're looking at how the internet has really spread, and not just the internet in general. I mean, you had the internet 10 or even 15 years ago. What you have now is social media. You have Twitter, you sure. have Facebook. And I, I, I'd say Tumblr as well. Tumblr. Is like really feeling that. People are so willing to let their freak flag fly with yes. this stuff now. It's mm -hmm. like you... you People are really digging deep into fandom and, and exactly. finding their people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's probably the same for us where you like, you find people who are as into your hobbies as you are, and it makes you feel much more normal. Yes. <laughs> and it makes you feel more connected and the, the human shared experience. Exactly. Uh, and I, and I think, uh, it's just weird to think that all this geek stuff that, that we like is, is become much more mainstream and much more popular. Hence the term pop culture. Um, but I still am a little uh, thrown by the fact that, you know, you have conventions like Comic-Con and Gallifrey and, and DragonCon and WonderCon, and they're all selling out, um, and they're filling up and going nuts, and, I mean, you look at the lines and the lines for lines and the lines to even get mm -hmm. a ticket to get in another line and all that crazy stuff and people camping out overnight, um, Matt Smith signing at Amoeba. Yeah. Uh, and how the only people who got those tickets are the ones who camped out at 10 p.m. the night before. There's a lot of people camping out outside uh, Amoeba Hollywood like year round, but they're, <laughs> right. they're not usually there yes. for uh, signings. Not there for that, right. So my thought was, uh, the surprising thing to me is that all of this is going on in one of the worst recessions in history. And That's a very interesting point. Yes, that if you look, it's, I mean, there's been a sluggish sort of recovery going on, but let's face it, this is all luxury items, mm. this is all luxury stuff. In theory, you think people would be cutting back and there would be a kind of an ebb going on in this, and instead it's the reverse. So I'm very, I can't fully explain that. I, maybe it's, um, you know, kind of people taking solace in, like, TV. You know, mm -hmm. people are people are watching more TV because it's more expensive to, like, go out to a meal or something like that. Or, you know, people are just finding, like, spending more time on the internet because they're not, like, going out as much. I can and just kind of that same, like, digging deep into fandom. I, I get that. I totally get that. And there's things where people will get together in their fan groups uh, or how we get together on Thursdays for Doctor Who Night and stuff. And that's great. Uh, what I need to, what I'm trying to figure out is you have something like Comic-Con uh, or Gallifrey where a number of people travel mm. to go there. They're paying an airfare. They're paying a fee to get in. This is anywhere from 80 to, what, 175 for Comic-Con. 
Um, you're paying for food. You're paying for all the cool stuff on the dealer's floor. Who wants them to walk away with nothing? I mean, look, I've learned to be able to walk away with nothing. Most people <laughs> want to be able to buy some cool stuff. That's a very that, that's a, that's an in-demand talent. Please yes. teach me your ways. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. You just you just focus on the swag. But God, even even the quest for the exclusive is is like mm. a, a mecca for some people. And yeah. And so and that's another like overnight camp out just to get your right. you know Mattel exclusives or whatever. And so you're I don't even know how to go about doing that. Like I see the booth at, at Comic Con uh-huh. every year, and I'm like. How do you, how do you, is it, it's not like a shop. You don't just go and buy the things. You need to like camp out and get the tickets and get yeah. the thing and then mm-hmm. redeem your ticket and then do the thing. I guess I do know how to do it. I just described it. This is, but. Ha- see, but this is why I like the Doctor Who exclusives. You don't have to do that for that. No. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's, that's why I like awesome. being in the Doctor Who because those exclusives, they're there. You walk up anytime. Maybe they've sold out for the day. Yeah. Maybe if you were late, but they'll have more the next day. Not a big thing. Good job, Underground Toys. Yes, UGT. Thumbs Two up. Two thumbs up. Yes. Um, if you'd like to sponsor Costume Station Zero and send <laughs> us a bunch of sweet swag. <laughs> um, uh, I heard they're not going to be there this year. At oh, really? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I, I, I got word that... Uh, were they there last year? They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least I thought they were. There were a lot of dealers in Doctor Who toys. I just always assume one of them is... No, you know what? Maybe they weren't. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I definitely remember there was a ton of Doctor Who swag there, there last year, but it wasn't. Um, I don't think that they would. They had like an official booth. No, no which I think right, like, seems right. to be kind uh-huh. of par for the course for WonderCon versus Comic Con. Like, right? It seems like a lot of dealers like aren't showing up mm-hmm. um, with specific booths. Um, just from kind of looking at that, I think like QMX. I don't think have a real booth this time. Oh, they don't. No. Uh, okay. Hmm. They definitely had one last year. Yeah, no, I definitely remember that. Huh. Well, uh, but you think it's another big outlet. It's it's certainly on par in many ways to Comic Con. I understand it's that it doesn't have quite the cred and doesn't have quite the guest list, but it's still going to attract a lot of people. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like I, I, you know, I don't run a business. I don't know how this goes, but I would have thought that this would be a good place to be. You'd think. Hmm. Well, uh, I know the dealers that are going to be there uh, should be a lot of fun. I know that uh, last year uh, we took an amazing 3D photo of us in our that Doctor awesome. costumes. Yes, to <laughs> follow up the amazing 3D Star Trek photo we taken at Comic Con. Uh, so that was cool. That was that was a highlight for WonderCon for me last year. Um, you know what? I want to finish my first point though. My point yeah. was they're charging all this money for these conventions. It costs this much. I mean, you're talking 500 to a grand, if not more, to mm. go to these conventions. In a time where a lot of people don't have jobs or are taking pay cuts, it's, that's 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 what I find amazing. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, and I think I think what seems to be happening is people seem to be structuring their vacations mm-hmm. around them a little bit more. Yes, yes. Um, which doesn't fully answer your question. It helps explain it. Yeah, um, clear. But I I think what it is coming down to is what spendable income they have. Uh, fans are devoting entirely to. Uh, like a big blowout, so to speak, yeah. you know, of pick your con or maybe two conventions. Mm. And then the rest of the year, I guess they're hunkering in. And then you have crazy people like us putting together costumes <laughs> in between, which always takes a good chunk of change depending yes. on the costume. So, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, before we get into WonderCon this year, uh, I want to talk about WonderCon last year, which was, uh, you know, I remember hearing rumors that they weren't going to come back to Anaheim 
because uh, they had, I guess, some issues there just dealing with the, the facility and so forth. Yeah, and it seemed to be they were kind of like um, things weren't going great with the Moscow and Sensor, mm-hmm. like reading between the lines. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, there was some kind of difficulties with Anaheim. But, I mean, it seems like more teething troubles. As always. Anaheim. Yeah. Um, and this year, it seems to be running very slickly. Like, everything seems to be pretty dialed in. Yeah, I, I was expecting to go back to Frisco, but I guess that is not a... I don't know. I mean, I know that... Uh, isn't that uh, facility up there under construction? Or yeah, it was something to do with or... the dates. Like, they couldn't get the dates oh, okay. they wanted. And okay. So they were like, well, you know, we'll just stay in Anaheim. So is this... I'm just wondering, are we to expect that Anaheim was the new home of WonderCon? Or it's a temporary home while they sort things out for San Francisco? That I don't know. Huh. Um, I think it would be sweet if it was. Yeah, it's another nice con to go to. Yeah. But because it's new... And it's not, it doesn't have the cred of, of San Diego Comic-Con to me, even though I know it's, it's been around a while. Uh, it has become the con where, yeah, it's close by, I'm going to go, I'll have a good time. Yeah. But I haven't put together a specific costume for it. No, like, I would never be heartbroken. Right. If, if like, WonderCon sold out and I wasn't going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm super stoked about going, I'm looking forward to seeing all my friends, I'm right. looking forward to seeing some of the panels. Right. But, you know, I, I, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be crushing the way it is, like, if you don't get to go to, to Comic-Con. Right, right. Um, but, uh, that said, it is like, oh, wow, it's getting a taste of Comic-Con of yesteryear. Mm. It's a lot of people. It's fun. But it's not, oh, my gosh, you're in a crowd where you can't yeah, move. Yeah, you're not so overwhelmed. Yes. And I wonder if that's going to change this year with the with the I'm wondering that, too. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the nice thing is the Anaheim Convention Center is actually quite a lot bigger than mm-hmm. the San Diego one. But they only take up so much of it. Right, right, right. And I think this year there is a little bit more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, to go, but they do have that room for expansion. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that you know, uh, it won't feel quite as dense as Comic Con feels. Mm-hmm. It never did at any point last year. Right. I'm hoping that that doesn't change this year. So what were some highlights uh, last year for your WonderCon? Um, last year, because uh... I know we hung out here and there, and you went Sunday where I skipped Sunday. Yeah, and you went Friday. And I went Friday, right? And I wasn't there Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, like I, it was, it was kind of like, it was really nice to be able to walk around the dealer's room, Mm -hmm. get it done in one day Mm -hmm. and not feel like you're kind of like being herded like cattle the way that you do at Comic-Con. Um, I had a really good time just running around, like seeing people saying hi, checking out people's costumes, Mm -hmm. doing all of that stuff. I don't think I actually went to any panels, um, last year. Mm -hmm. I, the, uh, I, Everything that, uh, there was a couple that I wanted to go to as well, but I'm so used to the Comic Con mindset of oh well, I didn't get in line for that five hours ago, so there's right. no way I'm going to be able to do it. Right. And then like halfway through, people were like, oh, you know, you can just walk in. Like, there's no line. You just walk into panels. One simply does walk into panels at WonderCon. It's true. Um, it's true. So so yeah, like I uh, <laughs> knowing that. Uh, I'm going to put more effort into going to see panels this year. Uh, I don't know, again, if it will change with the numbers or what it's going to be. What, um, what still affects this, though, is uh, it's still a large dealer's floor. Mm. You're still wandering around. You still get stopped for photos or you're hanging with friends. Uh, and, and amongst all that, you lose track of time, yes. which prevents you from going to panels. Yes, uh, this true. is what happened to me. And the only panel I did get to go see that I really caught the tail like last five minutes of was uh, my friend Wally Wingert's panel on voice oh, acting. Oh, cool. Oh, so I've seen him do that panel for Comic Con, and it's always hilarious. always awesome, always so awesome. good. Yeah, so I feel bad that I want to. I don't know if it's happening again, but if it is, I'll make a point to be there for sure. And uh, yeah, I want to try to hit a few more panels because that was the only, 
yeah, no, that was the only thing I really hit. And um, I'm just looking forward to, as you say, you know, wandering the floor and seeing friends and a number of whom that normally I only would see at Comic-Con or and or Gallifrey. Mm. So it's a nice other stop to go, oh, wow, I can there's another time in the year where I can see these people. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to that. What, what are you? What, what was your highlight of last year at WonderCon? Uh, my highlight of last year was uh, the relief on my face um, buying a pass on the same day with a line of only six people. <laughs> um, no, I will should, we ever see those days again? Will we ever see those days again? <laughs> Oh, oh boy, yeah. Um, sorry, I, it's like uh, I think to convention going ten or fifteen years ago, and show up on the day, pay twenty five, thirty bucks, you walk <laughs> in, you have a good time, you leave. <laughs> it's like wow, uh, what conventions allow you that kind of uh, experience anymore? Um, uh, but anyway, uh, that three D picture was was awesome. That was a great highlight, um, and uh, it was amazing how that kind of came together so last minute. Um, because I, that certainly wasn't planned. No, no. Yeah. We have like such an amazing assortment of uh, Who characters in it as well. I know, it's true. And what's great is uh, it almost works out as, uh, as various pairings, except me as the random fourth doctor <laughs> in, in the group. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's what Tom would do. Um, but yeah, no. Tom, the, Tom would be quite happy being the gooseberry. That's right. Absolutely, as always. Uh, but no, I was thinking about going like... Um, yeah, no. I, well, that and I got to spend a lot of good quality time with uh, Kevin Copa, uh, and uh, that was really cool. So you know, and is that, he coming this year? I don't believe so. Oh, that's a bummer. I know, major bummer. Uh, but I believe uh, Ashley will be uh, showing up because she Sweet. was debating going, and then she just got. I just read on Facebook where she she learned that a bunch of us are going. So I, I hope <laughs> that means she'll be joining us. Um, yeah, a bit of a bummer about no uh, no QMX. They always hope to get a little bit of an update. What's going on with those sonic screwdrivers? <laughs> And the update will be wah, wah. <laughs> crickets. Yeah. yeah. Nice. What sonic screwdrivers? Yeah, yeah. Well, hope springs eternal. Um, uh, boy, you know, I think about it. It almost should be called WanderCon to us. I mean, it really yeah. is kind of a excuse to throw on a costume and hang with cool people. Um, oh, you know, I'm hoping though that the lunch line. At the you know the food court isn't as crazy it was, as it was oh god that was insane yeah Ugh. yeah uh, awesome thing about WonderCon is mm -hmm. I have to say the location like okay. it's really nice being able to uh, pop over to like um, downtown Disney yes. and, like there's, there's a lot of cool places to hang out afterwards mm -hmm. agreed um, yeah for those who don't know uh, the Anaheim Convention Center is literally right uh, next to like the Disneyland area so although this sort of hurts it in the fact that you've got hotels that are being occupied by people who would just be tourists going to Disneyland. Um, it's good in the fact that you have downtown Disney nearby. There's actual restaurants nearby. So you're not just limited to food court stuff. You can actually go and get proper meals, uh, which is yeah. exactly what we did. I think a number of those nights we went to like the uh, downtown Disney area for yeah. nights. Although yeah. St. Patrick's day, Oh God! Yes, and that created <laughs> yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah, made it really difficult to get in everywhere. But uh, I did get a great photo of me dressed as the Eleventh Doctor, drinking the biggest green beer I think I've ever seen in my life. As you should, as you should. <laughs> yes, yes, awesome. Hmm. Um, yeah, so no, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to all of that. You know what's weird is because WonderCon is a bit of an afterthought convention to me and Terry is that. Uh, 
we still are not a hundred percent decided on what we're wearing, and it's and you know, and, and as we record this, it's like three days away. <laughs> <laughs> These are important cosplay questions. <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you thinking? What are your options? Uh, make some plans. Uh, oh, okay. Let's make some plans. Uh, the options are uh, the, the same as always, although slightly expanded on, on the Who front. But um, well, you got two uh, two fancy new Tom costumes. This is true. Uh, I've got a wonderfully new upgraded uh, Colin Baker costume. Also good. Yes. Uh, and uh, I've got my, my go-to Tom that I, I love to death that I pretty much wore both days last year. Uh, Terry, initially, I know, was talking about wearing Black Canary. Cool. But uh, typically with Black Canary, I wear Superman. And my Superman needs a little work done on it. Uh, I mean, in theory, I could wear it, but, you know, we're perfectionists and, and stuff. So, uh, that, that's going to take a... Because little... you don't know if anybody else is going to notice that, like, stitch or seam that's out of place. But you're going to know it's there. It's a curse, I tell you. It's a curse. <laughs> you're just going to be uncomfortable all day. Um, yeah. Well, it'll be nagging me all day. You know, it'll be like that uh, that hair in your eye you can't get out. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And she's she gets a little self-conscious in the Black Canary because it's a little revealing. And, it is a revealing costume. Yeah. Uh, she like, It's like she likes it, but, you know, I think she's saving that for Big Wow. So, um, then the other idea was Mary Marvel, which she wore, as you know, on uh, Saturday yeah, last year. Great costume. So, she may break that up for a day, depending on how she feels. Of course, we're also looking at, you know, it was raining really bad that Saturday last yeah. year. <laughs> uh, and there's 30% chance of rain this year. So she's ultra concerned about, well, if I wear this, will my wig get messed up by the humidity and da da da? Yeah. Okay. And, oh, side tangent but relevant, will they have a coat check this year? Because they didn't have one last year, which is important if you're bringing umbrellas and yeah, you can't stay out of the rain. Absolutely. But you don't want to be carrying umbrellas in your cosplay. This could be the one convention where it behooves the two of us to be wearing the big, heavy wool coats that we usually wear <laughs> to every single convention. Maybe, maybe. I was wondering that too. <laughs> It almost works in Tom's favor to, to do that, but, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, we talked about the Avengers again because, you know, you don't get a chance to break those out. I'm, I'm all game to do John Steed, but I think she wants to give Emma Peel a rest to redo the wig. Right. Uh, she felt the wig was starting to lose the, the Emma Peel whatever. Yeah, it's got to be really kind font. So uh, I think it needs uh, wig work that we don't have time to do, unfortunately. So I, I want to take a look at it for myself because I'm like, was it, did it really look that bad? Because part of me was like, come on, Avengers. But maybe it'll wait till Comic-Con. Uh, and then other than that, um, I know she talked a little about the Movellan, but that's a bit of a complex costume. Mm. Boy, I'm reaching. And she knows Dodo and Zoe are probably a little too obscure. Yeah. Um, so it's looking like she probably might break out Mary Marvel for a day. And I'm probably going to do probably one of the Toms, if not two of the Toms in the Colin, just because, yeah. hey, they're new. Give Those them a little more time. you want to, yeah. They're, they're comfortable. I have pockets. Uh, it's a little bit of a shame to give Captain Marvel a rest, um, but uh, I want to get back to better Captain Marvel fighting weight to do that. Um, yeah, uh, for those who don't know, my birthday was a couple days ago, actually it was yesterday, and uh, you don't eat healthy around your birthday because people just feed you a lot of cake and ice cream. So, uh, yeah, I know. The, yeah the tough breaks the tough breaks being a customer uh, being a customer yeah so uh, I'll just have to be harder we ate a lot of pasta time. last night <laughs> yes that's right we ate a lot of pasta last night and uh, and buttery foods um, oh but it was so good it was very good <laughs> yes it was very good going down so I, I can't complain no complaints at all but just means certain superheroes need to you know go on the back burner for a little while um yeah. So yeah, I, I would say I am floating on two of the Toms and maybe the Colin. The Colin just purely because I never get to wear it. 
and if anything, that costume sure as heck makes a statement. So uh, yeah, yeah, and it's a great costume as well. Like the, yeah. the redone jacket is fabulous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'll, and I have my wonderful <laughs> ten dollar jury rig Sonic Lance and uh, <laughs> and all that. So yeah, that, no, that'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. that's sort of my loose plan right now. What about you? Um, so, uh, I got the new 11th Doctor, uh, purple tweed coat done, um, for Gallifrey this year. So I think I'm going to be busting out a couple of, a couple of those variants, um, on Friday and Saturday. I'm mm. probably for Friday. Um, I really want to try and get into the screening, um, oh, right, the of screening. the new episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, that, that's Friday night. Yeah. Okay. I think we should talk about that at some point. All right. We'll get more into uh, that we'll, later. We'll, we'll dig that's, in. Because we, we have, we have things. Um, yeah, so I think, like, I'll probably try and do the costume from that mm -hmm. episode on, um, Friday, and then I'll probably do the costume from Hyde, uh, which is the other season seven costume, um, that's episode, I think, four or five, no, I think it's four of the new season. Oh, okay. Um, that was the, uh, the, the very first promo picture that we got of the Doctor and Clara together. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. it has the kind of, like, pink striped shirt right. and waistcoat, so, mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna do that on Saturday. And then um, I might just bust out a classic tweed jacket, um, 11, on um, Sunday. When you say tweed, do you mean series five or six? Uh, probably see, uh, see season six, because I don't think I did that at Gallifrey. Mm -hmm. I, did, um, I did season five, I did series six with the uh, green overcoat. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I ever did uh, the regular um, season six tweed jacket, so mm -hmm. I might do that. I might even um, wear the... the half inch slightly wider suspenders and do um angels take manhattan oh. so i'm like season seven costumes all the way yeah all right all right and uh is i take it angel will just be doing what amy pond or? uh she is she has a couple of uh nice clara costumes yeah, okay. um so i think um yeah and she has the um, the the red dress from um, Bells of St John and uh, the blue dress from uh, Rings of a Cotton. Um, I haven't learned these new names yet. I'm I'm a bad fan. Oh. I, I, I <laughs> Let know. me tell you the ways of season seven, part B. Season seven B, which is almost like season six B, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> into into Patrick Troutonland for those who really want to go crazy on their Who fandom. <laughs> Yeah, so I look, look forward to busting out all those. All right. No, it's, uh, so it sounds like we're falling back on our trusty Doctor Who. Um, uh, yeah, I've gotten here. so out of the habit of not being Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I wanted to use WonderCon as an excuse to say, no, I'm going to favor some other costumes. And then I stopped and went, but get, get, let, let's, let's actually have some fun with the new Who's that I went out of my way to put together. Yeah, and uh, and let let's save the others for Comic Con. You know what's sad is uh, uh in this light ramp up to Comic Con is it's starting to loom like the sun rising in the east. <laughs> um, it's uh it's kind of sad that I haven't I'm am dancing around ideas, but I don't have a firm costume I want to put together for Comic Con yet, and I kind of have to get that plan together within the next month. Otherwise, yeah, you got to start you got to start laying the groundwork. You got to start budgeting. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, it is. And um, Terry's in the same boat. As a matter of fact, the only thing we wanted to kind of try to get done by WonderCon, but you know, uh, just timing and stuff got against mm -hmm. us, was the Croton Zoe that we kind of half done, but isn't nice. done done. But I think ultimately we we just went, you know. People at WonderCon aren't going to get it. Even if yeah. I show up as Troughton, it'll be one of those things where, you know, one out of a hundred might go, hey. Yeah. And oh, you've got way more chance of getting away with that at Comic-Con, I think. 
Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's an that's an option because it's sort of a hey, it's just a finisher costume. It's money, but it's not crazy money because yeah. we've already pre-invested a lot of stuff into it. So um, that's sort of a we'll see. And um, I don't know, but every other thing I'm thinking of, it's like um, I like it. Do I really want to commit to it? Yeah. And yeah, so it's unfortunate, but I'll I'll figure something. Or we just take a chill, you know, con and we just you know do the favorites. You know, nothing wrong with that. So you mean you won't be frantically sewing something that like you know. <laughs> two in the morning the night before you're supposed to drive down there uh, with, with I don't some, know what that's like <laughs> with some foam super glued to my face no oh, um, no probably not at least I say that now and then three months from now we could be recording the podcast I'll be like oh, I'm over this already <laughs> yeah, I'm blowing I just foam. had this idea last week and I just started working on it uh, yeah I know we're crazy, um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to to this. It's just it's just gonna be nice to have kind of what I call like a chill con. Yeah, 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 which is nice because yeah, like WonderCon, it's 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 a very easy con. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like the craziness of Comic Con no. or like you know kind of even Gowie's getting a little bit insane. I mean, Gowie's still kind of like a nice like easy con to go to and mm-hmm. just enjoy it because of the scale. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, there's nothing kind of Comic Con's really the big one that's. You, know, you need a game plan of every minute of every day right. before you know you can feel comfortable. I take it the same would apply to Dragon Con. Dragon Con, Dragon Con is kind of like if the amount of people who go to Comic Con went to Galley. Oh, like okay. it's it's way less about like okay, I want to have a panel here, I want to do this, I want uh-huh. to do this. It's way more like rolling out of bed at two in the afternoon, going to get drunk. <laughs> So, lots of people, big event, but you don't need a game plan? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's kind of, um, I mean, it really depends on what, because, like, yeah, I, I tried to, like, hit quite a lot of the, the panels and, mm. and see. The nice thing about Dragon Con is they clear the panel rooms in between panels, mm-hmm. so you're never waiting for longer than an hour for anything. Okay. Um, That's you, smart. You physically can't queue up mm-hmm. before then, mm-hmm. which is nice. So yeah, nice. it's it's less of a like you know you're at Comic Con. You're like, so I want to see this panel. So I need to be in the room seven hours earlier than that <laughs> panel. So I need to be in line ten hours earlier than that room opens. Right. Um, Sacrificing all the other things you could be doing with your life in those ten hours. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. so this brings me to uh, to our big conundrum. Seven o'clock Friday. Uh, Doctor Who screening. Yes. Get seen the new episode a day before it's on BBC America. Lovely. How early do we think we need to be in line or in that room oh, to actually be there and see that? This is a good question. If last year is anything to go by, okay. you know, shouldn't be too much of a problem. You know, True. you probably want to be there like an hour early just to, you know, kind of make sure everything's okay. But with it selling out and, you know, kind of there's going to be more people there. Yes. I don't know how big that room is. Yes. Um... Yeah, I, I don't know. And Doctor Who is kind of more popular than ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, hmm. This is a quandary. Yeah. Uh, if it were Comic-Con, I'd say you have to camp out the night before. Uh, yeah. Because it's WonderCon, and I actually want to enjoy my Friday, um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, one to two hours early, maybe. just to, And, and if, you're, if you're there two hours early, and it looks like you're way too early, I am game to go off and get a snack and come back. You know, and then uh, and give my take my chances, but that's loosely where I'm sitting because you know here's the end of the thing. Yeah, I want to see it. It'd be great to see it with a crowd. And uh, I'm sorry, the fact that we're actually going to get any kind of pre-screening here in Los Angeles, 
I know, I know. It's that kind of amazing. I'm so excited about that because they yes. always do like the uh, the little like premiere free screening in uh, New York. Yes, yes. And uh, you know, yeah. Finally, finally, it's one on the West Coast. Finally. Thanks, BBC America. More of this, please. All right. Hey, BBC America, you get a thumbs up too. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, no, because uh, I know at previous Comic Cons they might screen something, but it's never timed well. That here's the new episode, so at best you get a little preview. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Planet of the Dead screening after it had aired. You know, it was yeah. very. So it's not the same over there. So I'm and then glad. Like the last couple of years we've got like you know a little trailer of you know this is what's happening on the the autumn season. Mm-hmm. Which is great, and, you know, it's nice to see that stuff, but it's not like, you know, hey, here's the screening of the new episode. Yes. So, I'm, I'm all down. But look, hey, worst case, I see it the next day. So yeah. They're also doing a encore screening on Sunday. Oh. So, if you can avoid spoilers for a couple of couple of hours. <laughs> I don't know if I can Should wait okay. that long. <laughs> um, if, I, if I were to try that. But yes, that that would be where I sit. I don't know why you feel we should get there like four hours or I don't or know. So I'm, I'm looking at the uh, looking at the, the, the schedule and uh, there's a regular show panel at five, which, you know, regular shows good times. And then Femme Fatales, the hit TV show comes home. Hmm. I don't know what that is. Is that related to the old magazine I, Femme Fatales? Apparently it's a show... Hmm. Uh, the Entertainment Weekly hails as a badass chick anthology series, oh, and right. Beyond Online calls a truly enjoyable show. <laughs> <laughs> That's specific. That's that specific. is, that is, yeah. So uh, I imagine there's going to be a lot of Whovians staring at their phones during that panel. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Femme Fatales fans. I'm sure it's a, an amazing show. Um, I'm so- sure it's truly enjoyable. <laughs> You never know. It could be. It could. Well, we might find out. Where there are. <laughs> we <laughs> might find out. Uh, what, what other what other panels uh, are going on that you are going to make time to go see? Because I I I'm so a non-panel person now that I, I have barely looked. Well, yeah, I, mean, I guess it's it's that Comic Con thing again, yeah. where you're just like, well, I don't think I'm going to make it into any panels, so I don't really want to commit to like trying mm-hmm. to trying to see any. Why even tease yourself? Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, and again, like, WonderCon is, like, it's a li- you don't get the same heavy hitters mm-hmm. that you do um, right. for, for Comic-Con. But there is some, there's, that, that's my main, that Ewan's pick for Friday is the Doctor Who screening. Well, um, hang on, though. We are on the verge of some very cool uh, spring shows coming back. So I'd imagine there must be a very good panel for, what, Mad Men, Game of Thrones, stuff like that? Um, no, un- neither of those, unfortunately. Oh, weird. Um, I mean, I kind of get Mad Men, but it's very weird about Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know, because they always like they always do the uh, the panel at Comic-Con, um, which, I mean, this is just so perfectly timed for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, like, I don't think they're filming right now, because right. the new season's about to hit. Right. Um, it would be easy to just truck out like one or two of them mm-hmm. and uh, have them on stage. So it's it, yeah, it's a little bizarre that they're not doing that. Hmm. So Warner Brothers is doing some kind of like big screening thing of a couple of their shows uh, during the day on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> Super well prepared here. Oh, um, is this? Oh, from- this uh, this might be. Uh, Bob Riffick. Okay. Um, Warner Archives Collection presents Pulp Heroes of Film and TV, Tarzan, Doc Savage, Bomba, and more. Hmm. I'm going to check that out. Um, so that's on uh, between 1 and 2 on Friday. Nice. Um, the Psychology of Star Trek versus Star Wars. Okay. Sounds pretty cool. Uh, Does it sound like there's more panels, like, you know, fan-run panels as opposed to uh, celebrity-slash-studio panels? It seems like there's a lot that, like, blur that line, like... Mm. Um, 
you know, uh, Richard Hatch is doing a uh, Battlestar panel, um, which par, is is cool. Par for the course. Par for the yes. course. Yeah. <laughs> any any convention you go to, he's usually hosting one. Yes. Um, yeah. There's some kind of uh, Disney uh, ABCs of TV writing through the looking glass of the TV writers room, hmm. which I think has a very uh, Once Upon a Time. Um, ah, right. I would imagine there's got to be some new movies. Like, what about Iron Man three? Wouldn't there be like an Iron Man three panel? So again, strangely, not you. You're just not getting like those kind of big panels at WonderCon. But Doctor Who comes out in full force. Yeah, mm. Doctor Who coming out swinging. Yeah, there's also like a there, there, there's a very very big like um, comics lean to, sure, sure. to WonderCon, which sure. which is nice. But I mean, yeah, it means that I guess you're not getting those big. That might explain a lot because, uh, in a way, you know, uh, I mean, look, all these started as comic book conventions, WonderCon and, and Comic-Con, and, uh, and there's a part of me that's like, yay, and then there's another part of me that goes, wow, I really have changed as a fan because most of my fandom is focused in some form on media, and I barely read any comics anymore, which was not the case, you know, 25 years ago, but, um, and I feel kind of sad about that. Yeah, no, I know, I know exactly what you mean, I know exactly what you mean, mm-hmm. but uh saturday big panel for um pacific rim oh the, cool uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah pacific rim awesome um so that's gonna be cool and mm-hmm. that's in the arena which i believe seats a maximum of nine thousand people wow which beats uh comic-con's hall h quite yeah. handily i don't know if they're gonna be if the, all of that is gonna be open huh. um but that is uh certainly um, this, is, this is all friday yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, sorry. No, this is Saturday now. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Warner. So Warner Brothers are doing. Um, yeah, it's a big uh, uh, Pacific Rim, and then The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. The Conjuring. I know nothing of this. It sounds like an intriguing title. I'll have to look it does. Hmm. Um, and then TV wise, there is a special video presentation Q and A from uh, Revolution. Have you been watching that? I have not. Um, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I saw the pilot, but. Eh. Yeah, it's um. So yeah, if you stick with it a little bit, okay, it kind of swings between like, oh hey, this has got some really cool ideas, and oh wow, this is really cheesy. Oh. Um, but there's a lot of sword fighting. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always a big fan of the uh, uh, sci-fi shows that sort of shows the brink of civilization, uh, or I should say, the complete destruction of civilization, and how people are trying to get on. After the collapse of that, I mean, whether it's through zombie apocalypse like Walking Dead, uh, virus like Survivors, uh, Revolution is more of a, what, electricity has been zapped? Yeah, the, the power goes out yeah. and uh, people have to just get along with, you know, doing their stuff. Right. Have so, no Google and I'm, no... I'm always intrigued with that. Yeah. So, you know, that's always neat. They have no power, but somehow they managed to manufacture a lot of skinny jeans. Oh. I don't know how that works. But, oh, okay. You know. Right. Um, well, they found a lot of dead stock, right? <laughs> yeah, right. apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how how are they, this is uh, this completely tangent? But okay. Like, why do they never ride bikes in these things? Well, they they did in Survivors. What do you mean? Oh, you're talking in in Revolution. In, in Revolution, yeah. Like nobody rides bikes. They don't do it in Walking Dead either. Yeah, you'd think there would be a little bit more bike riding. I mean, instead yeah. they're all just trying to scramble for how do we get another car to move? Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh God, and, and a tangent of a tangent drives me 
fucking crazy in Walking Dead. And they're like, hey, let's drive our brand spanking new, beautifully shiny clean new Kia around. <laughs> Have we told you how wonderful and fuel efficient it is? Right. And you're like, wow, that, that's great. You guys are like on the run from zombies and struggling to eat. But you took time to wash the car. Right. Good right. stuff. Right. Good yeah. stuff. No, no, I know what you mean. As opposed to, right, you rarely see the old beater car that they just found somewhere on the road. I, you did see that in the last episode. Yeah. Episode. So I was glad to true. see that finally. You sound yeah. like Beater. And, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, you're taking money from the car companies. Right. You're trying to show them off as much as possible. But, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. A little bit of dirt, guys. A little bit. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, um, how long has the apocalypse been going on in the show? Like two years now or a year and a half? Yeah. Like yeah. You're right. I agree. Yeah. So uh, the only other things I have down is, uh, Marks is interesting, is there was an exclusive um, Hannibal screening from uh, the new... Um, Oh, it's um, uh, Brian Fuller from Pushing Daisies, Wonderfalls, um, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, He's doing a a show that's like a prequel to um, the Hannibal Lecter movies Mm -hmm. with uh, Mads Mikkelsen from... Oh, um, uh, Casino Royale. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Very nice. Okay. So that that seems like could be interesting to check out. Um, kind of like love Brian one. Fuller. Yes, I agree. Very interested to see how something like, you know, like your... Um, Dead Like Me, You're Pushing Daisies, You're Wonderfalls. How that translates into a show about Hannibal Lecter. I agree. Um, yeah, the tone doesn't seem to fit, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, but then again, I don't know, though. This this also strikes me a bit like the Bates Motel series where... Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen that. I don't know. I mean, look, all the hype behind it sounded good, but, you know, look, the hype always sounds good, so... I'm just realizing I have been mixing up those two shows... Pretty much since I've heard about them. I didn't actually realize they were two different shows. <laughs> is, uh, wait, is Hannibal meant to be a, a prequel series or a sequel series? Uh, I think it's a prequel series. Okay. Hmm. I, I'm willing to give them a shot. I just, I don't know. It's it's also, it's one of these things where on the TV landscape, you have your favorites and you're sticking with them. And it's almost like you only have so many new slots to put in for new stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's got to really impress you. And it's tough to edit things. Once you watch three episodes or something, you're like, well, might as well watch all nine seasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you're, you're secretly kind of pleased when it gets cancelled because you're like, wow, that frees up an hour. Yeah. I, I, I don't have the willpower to do myself. Uh, I, I kind of go with that. I kind of <laughs> go with that. But sometimes a show jumps to start a shark so bad, you're just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I, yeah. I've left it behind. Um, yeah, so I've been there too. And unless you know it only has like a season, then you're like, well, I'll come yeah, back to you to finish at those eight episodes. Yeah, 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 you can do that. Right. Um, so, and then the big, big event, Saturday night, uh, the Masquerade. Ah, now see, I, is this similar to the Comic-Con Masquerade? I think so. I haven't okay. been to either. I've, n- I've never been to the, uh, the WonderCon or the Comic-Con Masquerade. See, I've again, because watched- it's one of those things where it's like, oh, if you want to go to the Masquerade, you have to be in line overnight, right, right, like right. all day, right. trying to get tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen the Comic-Con Masquerade. I, I did not watch the WonderCon Masquerade. It's so weird. We're so into cosplay, and I've, I've gone over this. Um, but we don't, we're not heavy in the masquerade unless it's Gallifrey. Um, we're into our own costumes, not anyone else's. Well, <laughs> Scott and I have talked about this and I, I think it just comes down to, uh, we prefer the interaction with fans and other cosplayers. Yeah. And the rigmarole of doing a, a masquerade, the pressure and I don't know. It, I almost want to say the drama. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. It's like, look, I'm not out to prove that I'm going to win an award with this costume. I just want yeah. to say this costume's awesome, and I just want to show it off and, and have fun with fans. Yeah, especially if like you're not allowed to wear that costume during the day. That too. Yeah. 
Anyway, anyway, is like, that the yeah. same rules for WonderCon? I don't know. See, I think it is because I remember I feel talking like it probably is. Um, to our friend Sarah Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, talking to her, and uh, she was helping on the masquerade, and, you know, we were talking. She was like, oh, you should enter, and I was wearing my Tom Baker, and I'm like, uh, no. Also, you know, you know I mean, like, I, I see a lot of, like, the winning entries from these things, mm-hmm. and they tend to be, like, very elaborate. Exactly. Like, you know, mm-hmm. over the top, which is awesome. Like, right. I love seeing those costumes. Yes. I think it's really cool that they're winning awards, but for the kind of thing that we do where we're like, you just want to make a perfect recreation of you know, mm-hmm. the lead character in a TV show's costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's less interesting for the audience. Yes. You know, while it may be exactly what we want and right. it's like the, the perfect replica that we've been chasing. Right. I don't know if that's super exciting for, you know, the audience when, you know, somebody else is like, I'm a dragon. Um, (laughs) No, I I would totally agree. And uh, I think one of the guys who runs the masquerade uh, talked to me a bit and they were, they were, you know, defending the whole, you know, rule of not wearing your, your masquerade costume until the masquerade. And then you're allowed to wear it Sunday. I'm not a big subscriber to this rule, Mm. but I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, exactly. Like I I get it. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. But I mean, that it's, is a, it's a little restriction for yeah it's, it's yeah it's not something because if I spend a lot of time on a costume I want to get serious wear time out of it yeah. I don't want to have to keep it for that Saturday's your big day as well yeah, Saturday is a big day but you know the other side of it too is as you just said uh, the costumes that tend to be very impressive and win awards they tend to be almost their own parade floats they've got yeah very very elaborate stuff uh, what is it like a guy who did Doctor Octopus and he was on stilts and he had the the arms could really move around or you know uh, really really crazy or what was it the women in the paintings yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 that is just the one I was thinking of. Right. Yeah. Which is awesome. And awesome. like, of course they should win awards for that. Yes. But like, I don't feel like the kind of thing that we do judges particularly well mm-hmm. against something like that. No. Uh, yeah. And this, he, is, this is making the assumption that we would only do the uh, the masquerade to win awards. Well, yeah. we play to win. <laughs> well, no, you're right. You're right. There is that too. But I was just thinking about how like also, you know, our big thing superheroes is one thing but our big thing tends to be doctor who and doctor who tends to be not as much of a crowd pleaser as say you know uh uh, star trek or star wars or Mm. or fill in your superhero now i could be wrong about that now yeah (laughs) the tide could be turning now but um i also the the costumes that tend to win don't look like very good hall costumes they don't look the kind of thing you can just walk around in they are designed to be seen and appreciated from a stage yeah and for however many your two or three minute skit and then get photographed nicely on a, on a stage afterwards on the photo stage. And maybe you, you like those giant transformers last year, they stand yeah. in the corner and they just get photographed. You, you're almost your own booth. I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of a significant other selling merch at the side. There you go. There you go. Uh, and they were quite impressive transformers. I will say yeah. that. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's why I, I don't do it. Uh, although uh, Malachi is being talked into potentially bringing his K-1. Oh, cool. To be in the masquerade. And see, like, that's a that's a very impressive yes. costume. Yes. You yeah. know, I think it's the kind of thing that would do pretty well. Uh, yeah, so he's... I think it will do better as awesome robot costume rather than awesome <laughs> robot costume of the robot from Robot. Probably. <laughs> but, you know, uh, hey, extra points for those who recognize it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he might be doing a last minute repairs on that on Friday to bring to WonderCon for a, just a Saturday only appearance and then he'll, he'll pack it up. So I don't know. He's on the fence because he has his ticket, but he gave away, uh, the ticket for Christina, uh, thinking he wasn't going to go. 
Uh, but now he's scrambling to get her a ticket again if they are going to go, and it's one of those classic things. And I, yeah. I feel bad for him because it's one of those things where I'm like, what do you do? Because yeah. do you do you sacrifice a good time at the con or get the wrath from your girlfriend? I don't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Don't envy him. But uh, if he does show up, I'm, I'm sure he'll hang out with us. And uh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> I look forward to seeing the improved K1. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be that'll be neat because I know they participated last year with the Adipose and the Cybermen. And I think they, I think they won an award. I want to say they did. Anyways, I know they had a good time. And uh, anyway, but uh, so I don't know. I, I might go to try to check it out, but it'll, it'll yeah. depend because you know, frequently what happens with us, of course, is we hit the night, and you know what's going to happen. We're going to go in search of food. Yeah, and then we just want to relax. And by the time because we, we haven't eaten, eaten all day, right. we're walking around the con, right. and you know. And, like, well, it's lunchtime, but I kind of want to hit that thing, or you know. Like, and Cliff Bar's only get you so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The great thing about Who costumes is there's always plenty of pockets for Cliff Bars. Indeed, indeed. And the other side of that too is because we're not staying at a hotel nearby, we need to allow time to actually drive the forty minutes back home. Yeah. Right. Yep. Other things to keep in mind because unlike Gallifrey and unlike Comic, well, actually, even with Comic Con. Uh, you know, we, we don't have the luxury of staying nearby. We're going to have to still drive, whatever, 10 or 15 mm. minutes to, to get back to our hotel. So always got to factor these things in. Yeah. 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 So I, I, yeah, I definitely love to like try and check out the masquerades yeah. this year, if anything, cause I'll be able to like, okay. So if I ever did want to do it, like this is the kind of thing, you know, that is expected of mm-hmm. a skit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that would be, that would be cool. Do you envision ever? Participating in the masquerade for maybe not Comic Con but WonderCon. Uh maybe. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. like, I think you know, my 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 worry is like you know, of like doing like entering something without having ever seen it before, mm-hmm. and you know, then being like, oh, have you got your stuff, your your skit prepared, and I'm like, uh, I just walk out and show people my costume, right? And they're like, no, you yeah. have to have like a five minute thing with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. If the denouement isn't perfect, then you're gonna lose. <laughs> Well, we we could always try regurgitating a uh, a Gallifrey skit at WonderCon. I'd be very curious to see how a Who skit would perform at a different convention. Uh, probably not as well, but you yeah, know, we just have to throw in a bunch of Captain Jack jokes. Oh, okay. And, and anything that was classic Who will just change to a Captain Jack Captain joke. Captain Joke joke. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Or or uh, anything that was a, a Rose or a Sarah Jane turns into a Clara joke. And okay. Yeah. And, and translates seamlessly. I can see. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I was wondering, could we actually translate it all into just a giant Captain America sketch? Could we just do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine. You know, it's like, we have all this material, or we could take the cut material that we didn't perform and make the, oh, um, now I'm just crazy. I'm crazy talk. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, one of these days, maybe we actually need to try doing a skit that is not Doctor Who related. Maybe that's our challenge. Wow. I know, you're scaring me, man. Wow. Me. Ewan's eyes bugged out of his head. <laughs> I, have to, I have to stress that. Wow. <laughs> There are skits that aren't Doctor Who related. <laughs> how, how, how do we do that? Yeah. What? I, how, do, how am I supposed I'm to I'm still with the 11th Doctor, though, right? <laughs> it's, it's a Battlestar Galactica skit taking place on, on the helicarrier in the Avengers, <laughs> but the 11th Doctor still shows up, right? <laughs> it writes uh, itself, see? <laughs> oh, my golly gosh. Yeah. Um... So coming back to the schedule, I think yes. like the only the only kind of interesting thing is Sunday, mm-hmm. big panel Sunday, the Joss Whedon Much Ado About Nothing panel. What, what's that? So uh, Joss Whedon, I think it was just after the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, filmed a little um, 
black and white version of uh, Much Ado About Nothing. Wow. With, you know, the Joss Whedon featured players. You've yeah. got your um, uh, Nathan Fillion mm-hmm. and Clark Gregg, and I think um, Amy Acker's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like all your Tom yeah, Black. Yeah. Um, yeah, like all your usual Joss Whedon people. So, um, yeah, so that's coming out pretty soon. And they are doing a panel for that, I think, pretty early on in the morning. That's cool. Um, in uh, one of the one of the big rooms. And I think they have, like, Nathan's coming, Clark Gregg is coming. I want to say maybe Joss is coming. Hmm. Uh, so I, I imagine that will be one of the hottest, if not. I imagine so. Yeah. That's yeah. cool that he immediately jumped into something nice and small yeah. after the Avengers, where... We're all waiting for Avengers 2. I think a lot of us are secretly waiting for a Serenity 2 or something of that ilk. Um, but yeah, that's that's cool. And it shows that, hey, you know, you're not just resting back totally. He just yeah. jumped right into another project. That's awesome. Just go on. I think like he shot the whole thing in like two weeks or something like Perfect. that as well. It's, as it should be. Yeah. The other the other things I have highlighted on the uh, the WonderCon lineup for Sunday is um, there's a, a Nerdist Industries panel. Oh, okay. Um, I saw the one at Comic-Con last year. Uh-huh. It was uh, kind of fun. You know, notice people are good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, be interested to see what they have coming up. Nice. And then there's one from the one ring.net oh. is doing a preview of the desolation of smog. Oh, cool. The new Hobbit movie. Uh-huh. Now I'm, I'm curious because I don't know like how much really they'll be able to preview. Okay. I mean, it, was, it would seem to me like if we were going to see something juicy, mm-hmm. new line cinema would be having a panel. Right. I would agree with that. Um, so I'm hmm. definitely interested in seeing Hobbit stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for that movie. I agree. I don't know how worthwhile that panel is going to be. Maybe, it, maybe it is. I really, I just don't know. Well, I have to wonder how this is going to go because I was just watching the behind the scenes on the Hobbit on the Blu-ray, and they were talking about how you know how they originally shot it, which was as two movies, and now they're going to make it three. So now I'm very curious, like how how have they rejiggered this to make this three films? Like what what did we lose from film one that should have been in film one? <laughs> And what are what's going to get shifted now into film three, and how much extra stuff have they shot to make up? You know, I, I, there's probably just another forty minute dinner scene. You think so? Okay. <laughs> yeah. The scene. Onion did an amazing article where it's like new Hobbit movie features half an hour of Bilbo Baggins trying to decide what to pack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I I love those movies. I really do. Yeah, I know. I mean, I. Yeah, it's it's I, I don't mind the length because like I love the Lord of the Rings yes. movie so much that yes. I'm happy to go and sit there for three hours mm. and just be in Middle Earth. Yes, yes. Um, you know, as uh, however stretched out it is, it's you know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Did you know that uh, they went back to the same location to shoot Bag End in the Shire? Right? Uh, did you see this? Uh, no. Well, well I don't know. Tell me if you tell me about. Uh, so they had shot it, whatever, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and at the time it was just polystyrene, looked nice, they took it down, and but the location's still there. Mm. So here we are, uh, 2011, they go back, they reset it up, but this time they built it with permanent materials. Right. So now it's a standing bag end that you, tourists can now go visit. I, apparently it's like Disneyland yes. in, uh, for, in uh, New Zealand. Bands, One of my yeah. friends went to New Zealand specifically to go and like check it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he said it was amazing. Yeah, and no, that's busy. very smart of them, because that's now going to be, like, a thing that people can go do. 
for years to come. I mean, New Zealand are like practically, you know, changing their name to Middle Earth now. They're practically so stoked about being the country of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like you know they've got like Peter Jackson on their money now. And... Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, could you imagine if they'd had to shoot that like elsewhere in like California to get these locations? It just oh, wouldn't it would have been be the terrible. same. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't look nearly as fantastic. <laughs> So, you know, we kind of lucked out there, I think, that uh, they look pretty awesome. And it's it's funny, too, because I was comparing, how, you know, Terry and I talk about, um, you know, how we remember the big slew of fantasy films in the 80s. And to us, when we think of that fantasy push, we always think of the 80s. And I go, mm. but there's a generation that's going to remember the 2000s as a big fantasy push, thanks mainly to Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Yeah. Which are a whole different ilk of fantasy films. But very a-list they made a lot of money yeah you know and uh it's it's odd though because in a way it's hard to marry the two eras but yet there's always it's cycles that's all i'm saying it's yeah cycles. yeah exactly yes you know. um so okay final thoughts on WonderCon. um it sounds like uh we're just looking forward to chilling out having a good cosplay time yeah yeah exactly i think like it, it's nice because there there's nothing i'm so desperate to see mm-hmm. Um, I'll be bummed if I miss it, other than the Doctor Who screening. Yes. Um, which is kind of nice. It's it's fitting in with this whole no pressure con exactly. that we're, we're no pressure excited con. about. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. No pressure, the WonderCon podcast. That's <laughs> what I'm going to title it. Uh, <laughs> I think I only know one person who talked about WonderCon the way we were approaching Gallifrey, and that's uh, Katie Foreman. Right. And who uh, I remember was saying, ah, Gallifrey is not a big thing. I'm just wearing my usual stuff. Da, da, da. Oh, but WonderCon, I had like eight costumes playing for that. Da, 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 da. I was like, all right. I think this is what the world is like outside of Doctor Who costuming. I think so. I think so. I think you're right. I'm like, all right, well, you know. Okay. we got to poke our heads out of the tower and just see what's going on. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I know. That's 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 the uh, the world of Who fandom. But I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good time. And uh, regardless of what Terry and I end up wearing, you know, even if I weren't even in a costume, I think it'd be fun to kick back and just kind of check it out. It's a little sad that Scott and Vicky aren't even going. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I was surprised about that. I'm yeah. kind of I'm a little well, bit bummed that they're not. You know how they are. They're not. They're not living for like every other con. Yeah. You know they got their couple that they aim for, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little surprised they didn't want to go just in cities just to hang and, and check it out. But yeah. You know maybe it's uh, conserve the conserve the funds or something. But mm. oh well, say la vie. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't think of anything. The problem with WonderCon is I don't have the history of with it like I do with yeah. Gallifrey or Comic Con. And it's not like I'm unveiling an amazing new costume. I'm not writing, you know, 16 skits, thank God. Um, I, I know. We, we we're laugh learning now. pages and pages of lines. <laughs> and we're not learning pages and lines in Skype rehearsing. Um, uh, I'm not building a Zygon. I'm not, uh, it's know. it's It's refreshing. It's honestly refreshing. <laughs> kind of, I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about not having to worry about a new costume. I'm excited about not having to worry about running to panels. Or Yes. Like, it's, yeah, no pressure con. It is. It is no it's pressure the best. Con. Yes, it'll, it'll be an awesome time. Uh, I think that's a brilliant note to end this. So, uh, Ewan, thanks much for discussing WonderCon. Thank you so much for having me. Um, and for anyone attending, I hope we can catch you there in person. And uh, we'll be back next time here on Costume Station Zero.